Hi, I'm Lisa Kiss, and I'm the host of Be Mindful Podcast. I'm also the owner of Be Mindful Studio, where I am an astrologer and mindfulness consultant. This podcast is for the modern woman to feel grounded and learn to live with intention. Here we tap into mindfulness for both life and business. From community-driven leaders, conscious humans, heart-centered entrepreneurs, and beyond, we'll discover all the different ways mindfulness can be applied to you. My podcast is here to inspire and encourage you to be a little more mindful in your day-to-day so you can start living a more purpose-filled, self-aware life you love. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Be Mindful Podcast. So today I'm here with Amanda Rose. How are you? I am great, thank you. How are you? Good. I don't know if I should say like your last name or if you just go by Amanda Rose. I never know. All good. <laughs> okay. All good. Amanda Rose, Amanda Rose Campanero, potato, potato. Okay. <laughs> I never want to say your last name wrong too, so that's why I say Amanda Rose. I appreciate it. All good. Okay. So Amanda runs the mindful magic method and you can follow her on instagram there i'll include links to all her good stuff in the show notes but amanda and i connected on instagram i don't know how long ago to be honest i don't remember (laughs) i think we've been following each other for a little while now like at least since 2019 like soonest maybe even earlier Yeah. yeah I've had like um, the girls who run the mix were like, oh my gosh, you're into all the spiritual stuff. Go talk to Amanda. And then Alicia was like my friend Amanda. So like I've had at least three people say, Lisa, you need to go talk to Amanda. So yeah. I didn't know you had no, you knew uh, Trisha and Donna beforehand. That's so funny that like, that's how it all ended up. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw Alicia last night too. That's the funniest thing. (laughs) Small world. Yeah. I like, I connected with like Alicia and I did YTT together, but uh, Donna and Patricia, we, I think just connected on Instagram and I met them at Planted just to talk and eat food and talk about their stuff that they do. Yeah. Hamilton people are just so nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I recently just completed Amanda's, um, the mindful magic method practitioner immersion in October, September, I was going to say in October, November. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really fun, all the stuff. And then I went on to do, I've done so many trainings so far, but yeah, yes, it was like the starting point. And I just like continued like all the learning, but yeah. So, um, do you want to start by telling us sort of your story, how you got into all this and, um, all about the mindful magic method it's such a great name (laughs) I honestly it kind of happened by accident how I transitioned from my former brand name which was Mm -hmm. the key of life to Mm -hmm. the mindful magic method um and it all really transpired because of all the events that took place in 2020 of course we know there's no secret (laughs) anymore um but basically um the whole reason I started this kind of work is because I have a background in social work. I was working in the field, but as someone who also was once in the system, I never, I knew it never worked. I hated advocating for practices and services and systems that 
were broken, especially working with youth. And I know youth yeah. are the future. I just had a really hard time saying one thing and knowing in my heart it wasn't right or that there could have been a deeper form of healing that didn't just slap a bandaid on the problem, but actually got to the root of it. And so as I was working in the field, I'm in my early 20s. I'm already feeling like my moral compass is taking me somewhere else. And as a result, I was also going through a lot of my own um, deep personal demons. They were all coming out to play with me and um, I had to make a big shift and I did. And it brought me to having to change my lifestyle. And that started with changing how I ate, changing how my belief systems worked, changing how I interacted with people, boundaries. And it all started when I accidentally discovered Reiki. <laughs> it was fully an accident. Like I did not see this coming, but um, I remember it was about six years ago, I was, I was like, I can't work social work anymore. I just need a job to like, get me to make me money so I could figure out the next step. And I was dealing with so much anxiety and stress. I'm Googling local yoga classes. I'm looking up De La Soul. I'm looking up in Fine Feather. And then I happened to stumble upon a yoga studio and I was going to click on the yoga. And then I accidentally opened up Reiki and I literally read the description of what it was, never ever hearing about it before. Mm -hmm. And it was described as being a healing modality to help promote harmony between your mind, your body, and spirit. It described the basics of what the chakra system was and how it worked and how it was what what connected your physical body, your emotional body, your mental body. And it was like fireworks were going off within me. I was just like, oh my gosh, like mm -hmm. this is the kind of work I want to be doing. And it's yeah. funny because even before I ever had my first session, mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to be a Reiki master one day. <laughs> and this is six years ago. And I'm literally a completely different person mm -hmm. and I remember from that point on everything changed um and I started to tap more into my higher self and when I say higher self I mean um I began to tap more into the healer within I began to use tools and modalities that were not just Reiki. I actually began doing yoga. I started doing energy exchange at De La Soul. I started to go to school for massage therapy. So it was beginning to transition more into holistic practices. And so, and then after a breakup, I realized I want to do this myself. I want to start my own business and I want to begin offering you know, my version of these services. And so eventually I became a Reiki 2 practitioner. Eventually I started to become a lot more open about my longtime tarot practice. I did courses just like you. I took all the courses, yeah. <laughs> did all of the like mentorships. Um, and I was studying astrology in the background too, just out of personal interest, never mm -hmm. thinking that one day I would actually become an astrologer and use it as one of the main tools and mm -hmm. systems in my methodology. And so 2020 comes around. I've been working under my own brand for about two years at this point. I had some clientele. I was doing a few tarot readings here and there, a couple birth charts here and there, a lot of, a lot of energy healing, a lot of Reiki, you know, a couple pop-ups and the pandemic hits. And I was just about to start serving full-time at two different restaurants. Mm -hmm. And literally the week this was about to happen, everything shut down. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> excuse my language. What That's do right. I do? How am I gonna pay my bills? Because my partner was about to start flipping a house. Mm -hmm. And that was where all of his energy was tied up. 
I was like, okay, my main source of income is suddenly gone because I was only doing my work on the side as mm-hmm. a key of life, yeah. thinking, oh, this is just kind of a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I serendipitously received an opportunity to work under one of my longtime favorite teachers, Vanessa Ferraro. And I took a business course on how to run a spiritual business. And um, it gave me the confidence to go ahead and begin stepping into the role as an educator. At the same time, I ended up completing my Reiki master's training. And um, I completed a restorative yoga teacher training, a meditation teacher training. Again, the pandemic did wonderful things for me to be able to just put all of my ideas into action. And by the end of the summer, I had probably I don't know, I must have spent about 300 hours putting together my methodology, writing books, writing like worksheets. And then one day I was like, I'm ready. And that's how the Mindful Magic Method Practitioner Immersion was born. And that's actually, wait, I didn't even mention how the Mindful Magic Method was born. I started teaching my class with Church 444, where I'm sitting right now, actually. Um, And it's a boutique studio in Hamilton in the heart of Hess Village. It was just opening up Monica, the owner, founder was said, Hey, Amanda, you want to start teaching a class? And I said, sure. And I created a class based on where the sun and the moon were placed with that. We explore mindfulness, meditation, yoga, sorry, restorative yoga, subtle movements. And it, every single week it shifts. Sometimes we do some song healing. Sometimes we do some deep breath work. And then that's how one day I was like, what do I call it? Oh, mindful magic, mindful Monday. That's fun. Cause I figured oh, the moon Monday is moon day. Let me just throw this name together. Yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea that it would become so catchy that mm-hmm. I decided to call my whole brand, the mindful magic method. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I'm at now. I'm a full-time educator and I now run coaching programs. I work entirely full-time doing what I love, which is honestly mm-hmm. such a privilege and a blessing because I did not think that I would be able to use the tools and practices and methods that actually not just transform my life, they save my life. Um, I won't get into the nitty gritty details of how dark things got for me for a while, but if I didn't tap on that Reiki tab that one day, I really don't know what direction my life would have taken. And so I am here to help others that are on the same path, step into the light and begin to create that bridge. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds so beautiful the way you put it. Yeah. Um, just because you mentioned the 444, one of the questions I have is like why the Hamilton community is amazing and how you find support here. So if you just want to talk more about 444, I saw um, I'm on the email list and I was like, I need to maybe like rent the space to like film some stuff or it just looks really cool. And I told my other friend, Amanda, about it too, because she wants to start doing Reiki. So I was like, they have a table. I said, contact them. Like they just they look like a great resource. Um, Carol, do you know Carol there? Yes. Yeah, she was in my yoga teacher training with me as awesome. a tattoo artist. Yeah, I saw her picture and I was like, oh, Carol, she's, yeah, she's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really funny that I'm actually working out of the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, 
this is a whole other story. I'm going to try to keep it short. Again, okay. Mercury and Pisces, I could speak in metaphors and stories all day, all day yeah. in the ninth house too. So like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I have been serving, like working in hospitality for about four mm -hmm. or five years leading up to this work, even while I was working under my own brand, I was always serving as my main source of income. Mm -hmm. So that's actually how I made a lot of my connections in Hamilton okay. because of serving. Yeah. So my first really big serving job was back in 2017, going into 2018, actually right across the street from church 444 before it was ever church. It okay. was actually a studio for, um, Gatina swimwear. There was another, um, there was another designer in here doing work. So this was never a yoga studio until <laughs> last May. But I used to work for a restaurant called Big Tobacco Kitchen and Whiskey. It's no okay. longer, it's no longer here. It's now Amigos. But I was working full time there. And I got to know everyone that worked in this area, including Monica, the owner of church, because okay. not only was I doing yoga at De La Soul, but she was working at the Gown and Gavel. So okay. Anyways, this was like years ago. Never thought that one day I would be literally across the street from the area where a lot of my spiritual journey began. And now I'm teaching here. I'm offering services here. I have community here. And the Hamilton community has been so supportive. There's something really special about Hamilton. I think you can agree. Yeah. Uh, there's really something magical here, something very eclectic people feel at home, they feel safe to be who they are and express what they stand for, which I think what gave me the confidence to step into this role. Um, but uh, even the number 444, when you add up the number 444, it equals out to the number 12. One plus two is three. And that is like a powerful, creative number. Mm -hmm. And I just feel as though the creator community here has so much to offer every single soul that steps in here has something incredible to offer a story even just the one-liner and it's safe for everyone no matter what your story is to come in here and just have something that resonates with you and so tell Amanda to come <laughs> I actually have my own table here as well too so okay. like yeah no it's it's an incredible space and um I think it's turned into a wonderful home base for me while I am in Hamilton because I'm actually living in Toronto right now. I come to Hamilton once a week. So. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. You're like all over, you're building your tiny house too, right? You're I like am textbook nomad. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I usually do the astrology introduction, but we jumped into your story, but I want to kind of um, like ask you how you connect with being your Pisces son Aquarius moon cancer rising or like which one you connect with the most or even like another astrology fact about your chart because I know you have like an active eighth house I remember you yeah from our, our lessons like yeah packed. yeah <laughs> so astrology I really got into while I was in school for massage therapy I had obviously become friends with all the yogis mm -hmm. <laughs> like literally <laughs> drew myself to them and one of them was like what's your birthday and I only ever knew that I was a Pisces and I was like okay yeah. whatever I'm a Pisces but I never fully resonated with just being a Pisces mm -hmm. because a textbook Pisces is very like attached very emotional very like wishy-washy and creative and intuitive on all these different things yeah. self-sacrificing a lot I resonated with but a lot I was like I don't know 
like I just it just doesn't all fit that that much there's gotta be something more to it and then she pulled up my birth chart and she was like oh your moon is in Aquarius you have all these different things and she goes you have a lot of squares in your chart Amanda and I was like what what does all this mean my moon's in Aquarius what what Mm -hmm. literally having no idea and then I became fascinated as I looked into Aquarius it was actually when I discovered my moon in Aquarius that I started to have those aha moments mm-hmm. um, because it turns out I really resonate with Aquarian energy and it was because of the moon in Aquarius that mm-hmm. I was not as attached as a typical yeah. Piscean sun mm-hmm. it's because of my moon in Aquarius that I am a lot more logical than a Piscean sun. Mm-hmm. And it's also why <laughs> I also found myself to be really awkward. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily show it, but mm-hmm. I am extremely awkward, especially when I'm getting to know people. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the thing too, the cancer rising. I have yeah. days where I'm a total wallflower and I have days yeah. where I'm just like, I'm here. But, <laughs> I'll get into a bit more of the specifics about my my big three because um, the degrees are actually a very sensitive thing to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, Sabian symbols. I, I don't know if you've ever dipped, dove into them, but like I just went down that rabbit hole maybe a few months ago and it's like, oh my gosh. But the symbols of like how far in your planets are in the actual house or zodiac yeah. sign is a really big thing. So okay. my birthday is February 20th. I'm barely a Pisces. Yeah, I'm the first day. Yeah. Yeah. So that was another thing too. I was like, oh, if I was born like 12 hours earlier, I would have been a really progressed Aquarian, but I would have been an Aquarian with a moon in Aquarius. And in fact, I've looked into my Vedic astrology, which is side real. According to Vedic astrology, my sun and moon are in Aquarius. So I thought that was kind of cool, but it gave me some insight into why I was a lot more of an Aquarian Pisces than just like a Pisces Pisces Mm -hmm. Um, because my moon in Aquarius is also really progressed. I'm 25 degrees lunar Aquarian. So I feel very much like a mishmash of both of them between my sun and the moon Mm -hmm. because the only reason why I feel like I resonate with the Pisces is because my Mercury is very much in Pisces. Mm -hmm. And they're like sandwiched really close together too. I think within like... 10 degrees of one another so my speech is very Piscean I speak in metaphors I speak Mm -hmm. in storytelling language which is why you always have to have a story whenever I talk about something but it's why you learned your astrology so well you (laughs) had to listen to my stories (laughs) um and then my cancer rising so when I discovered my ascendant which as you know, is a really big part of your chart. The ascendant represents the seat of your soul. It's what your soul wants to be. It's how it appears to the world. And I actually didn't discover this aspect about my rising sign until I started working with an astrologer. I started seeing this guy um, and like, he helped me discover so many things about my rising sign that I never would have looked at. So again, the degrees are a big thing. I'm a 28 degree sorry, 20 and a half degree cancer rising. So if I was born 10 minutes later, I would have been a Leo rising, one degree Leo. He told me, he's like, Amanda, you're a cancer rising, but you wear a Leo jacket. He's like, you're too outgoing to be a typical cancer rising. Most cancer risings, they're like outgoing, but not as like 
out there as you are. You're like really out there. And I'm like, yeah, that's really true. And it's funny because I go through phases. Sometimes I'm really out there and I'm like, ha, ah, look at me. Look like, see, see my exuberance. But at the same time, I'm equally as happy being at home. <laughs> like cooking my meals, having my house. I have a bag, like, like a crab in its shell. I have a bag with a million things in it that I need. Even if you don't think I need it, I do. Mm-hmm. Like always prepared. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the big thing too about the cancer rising is mm-hmm. outwardly, you appear to be rather unassuming, harmless. Like deep down inside, you would never know what kind of like story you have. You just look like the girl next door, the guy next yeah. door. And it's funny because that's always been the case. People think I'm a lot younger than I actually am. People think I'm, I mean, I've had quite the complex past. Like mm-hmm. there's, that's the eighth house stellium. The eighth mm-hmm. house stellium has brought me a lot of hardships. Mm-hmm. Um, stelliums are when you have three or more planets in a house or mm-hmm. um, sign, which creates a theme. Anyways, the cancer rising has been like a disguise basically, mm-hmm. um, which is really funny. But I resonate with my big three a lot in general. Um, And I think because I spend so much time unpacking my big three and it helped me understand the rest of my chart, it's how I got to know astrology as an incredible tool for personal discovery, for understanding your patterns, your cycles, and not just your habitual cycles, but your cycles of life. And so um, since I began reading birth charts over a year ago, I've at this point, I have about 90 different birth charts in my Google drive. And it's incredible because I've been, I'm really privileged and grateful to say that I've helped a lot of people have the same aha moments with their self-discovery that I was able to go through, not just with myself, but another astrologer too. And it starts with the big three. So, yeah. 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 As you're talking, like I have the cancer rising too, and I'm sitting yeah. here with like a blanket and my like cozy sweater. Cause I need to feel like cozy and at home. And I do this, I do the same thing with the bag, with the stuff. Like I was the friend always that had like, like everything in there, like band-aids even, because if there's an issue, I bring yes. snacks with me and I make sure I feed all my friends too. It's hilarious. I'm like yes. the, mom, the mom friend. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the mom friend. I'm always cooking yeah. something. Like if you're hungry, I will let you stay hungry. I will have a snack in my bag for you. Yeah. Um, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. And then as you're talking, the other um, Pisces interview I did like a week ago, she also was a Pisces sun and Aquarius moon. That's so weird. I just made that connection as you're talking. I'm like, wait, oh. she was too, but she's a Libra rising. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I picked two people with the Pisces Aquarius. That's, That's really cool. Yeah. I didn't even mean to do that, but yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah okay I don't know I feel like I was gonna say something else and it just like left left me yeah spicy season Mm. it's very easy for that to happen yeah no I was gonna say with the uh the whole not relating to your sun sign like I always felt like I was a very quiet Gemini but it's because the cancer rising like some moments I don't want to be like crazy loud social Gemini Lisa yeah it's definitely like a thing it's also yeah. a Pisces moon. You have the hot and cold yeah. of conversation and then just, yeah, yeah I gotta be in my own bubble. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> and I, it's, I, it's interesting too, because I get pegged so often as an outgoing extrovert, yeah, which yeah. I am yeah. outwardly, mm-hmm. but I need so much space. 
I, I literally need, say I'm out and about for a full day, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, I'll need two days to recover, like mm -hmm. on my own, by yeah. myself, baths, sleep, <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's just who I am. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Pisces season right now, like, I feel like I'm sleeping more and I like don't want to start anything throughout the day it's so bad, but yeah. I definitely feel like I'm beginning to pick up my momentum a little bit more, but I'm also giving myself the space to just be because mm -hmm. it's not just the sun in Pisces. We have Mercury that's going to be moving into Pisces next week. We've got Venus in Pisces. We got Chiron moving into Pisces. We've got Neptune in Pisces. Oh my God, it's a Pisces yeah. party. Yeah. So like, it's, <laughs> it's very dreamy. And yeah. speaking of dreams, I'm sure you're having a heyday over there. Like, like yeah. yeah, Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm working on writing projects because Mars going to Gemini. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to write down the dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So the last um, few questions are all about the mindfulness now because it's the Be Mindful podcast. Oh. So um, I feel like you've maybe already touched on it a bit, but how dumb do you explore mindfulness in your day-to-day -day and like, what does it mean to you? Mindfulness. Absolutely. So I definitely have two different practices that I explore. One of them is a more, um, I would say one is a more masculine practice and one is a more feminine practice. Okay. Um, energetically, I feel like I'm a good balance between both. I really try to harness both um, because I am someone that needs to find equilibrium. That's a very big thing for me. Um, and one thing that I have learned in meditation training, mindfulness training, and I'm sure you know this too, um, that when you practice mindfulness and when you practice, you know, going within, understanding how to live mindfully, um, and even just slow down and reflect before acting, um, it's all about the parasympathetic nervous system and being able to regulate the in-between of fight and flight response and rest and digest response. Mm -hmm. And so I was someone that lived with very high functioning anxiety for a long time. Sometimes I still find myself into that um, place. I also live with high functioning ADHD. So learning mindfulness techniques has completely shifted things. So my more feminine um, mindfulness practice is to live and eat and be mindful with my day-to-day -day actions. So I will wake up whatever time it may be. I try to wake up around the same time every day and I don't look at my phone for at least an hour. And I take my time to actually arrive and begin my day. So whether that means having a coffee, having a breakfast, talking to my partner, going outside, walking my dogs, that's, that's, that's how I start because I know that if I'm instantly going right into work mode, again, I love what I do, but that still doesn't mean I should ever cross that boundary. It's, it's how I start. And the thing is that will change every single day, depending on what my needs are. So I might wake up and say, Hmm, today, I really want to focus on tidying up my space. That will be my feminine practice. And I will allow myself to get creative in that practice because that's the flow, but the masculine practice that I have, I will actually within that morning routine that I have, which goes whatever way it needs to every day, I'll do a mindfulness meditation scan. So I'll always start with about five minutes of breath, whether that's me lying in bed, maybe I'm cooking my eggs, 
Maybe I'm in the shower. Maybe I'm walking my dog. My meditation isn't always still. Yeah. Because again, high functioning ADHD. I'm it's also why I wanted to restore to yoga and meditation first, because I needed to get better at those practices for myself. Yeah. But in that mindfulness meditation scan, I will ask myself, okay, what is my environment today? I, I am safe here. Where is my mind at today? What's, what's on my mind? Let me observe without judgment. How do I feel emotionally today? What's been coming up? What does my physical body need today? And then from there, I'm able to understand what my goals are for the day, what my goals are um, with respect to what I need. And that's how I'm able to determine where my feminine flow can go. What do I need to eat to make me feel more grounded in and balanced out? What do I need for my nervous system? Do I need to engage in a one hour practice? Do we need to, you know, take some time to slow down? And it just looks different every single day. So I, I have been so grateful to have these tools because before them, I, you know, it was a guessing game. I think I need this, this works for someone. So it's going to work for me too. No, my needs will change every single day. And I need to be mindful and aware of that. And that's what I teach in my programs and in my offerings as well, because every single one of us has different needs. You have different needs. I have different needs. My mom has different needs. Your dog has different needs. So it's, um, it's been incredible to have been able to explore this and I will never stop exploring these topics because there's still so much to learn. <laughs> I'm sure you yes. know that. Yes. Yeah. Once you start, you realize how much more you need to know or how much you don't know. You're like, Oh, and then it just like keeps building and building. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One thing um, I just like, I'm thinking about how I'm going to like share this on the podcast account. And I know I'm going to share this graphic that my designer did for me. It's like of the chakras. So I feel like we haven't talked about the chakras, <laughs> but um, do you, you want to maybe say like what your favorite chakra to work with is like for you personally out of the seven root chakra. root chakra? I love the root chakra because <laughs> it's got it's the most important one. Mm -hmm. So something I see all the time in my yeah. clients is they're like, I'm working on opening my third eye chakra. And I'm like, <laughs> stop doing that kind of work because you will have a hard time integrating it if you never acknowledge the lower three chakras first. So I'm always like, work on your root chakra, ground yourself, ensure mm -hmm. that you're taken care of and go up one by one by one by one. Cause it's so, it's so glamorous almost to be like, I'm working on opening up my crown chakra. And my yeah. crown chakra. It's like, that's great and all, but how are you going to ground that and mm -hmm. integrate that? And I have a whole methodology with my, with the chakras that I use very much in my work. Mm -hmm. I actually just had my designer create an awesome infograph on it, which I'm super mm -hmm. stoked to share. Um, but the root chakra for sure, because okay. it's literally your foundation. It begins developing even before you're born. So, um, and for the most part, people aren't even aware that this is the kind of work that needs to happen before you can really begin to embody all of the other chakras in your yeah. system. So, yeah, you answered that so fast. And you're like very oh, passionate about the root chakra. Yeah, very passionate. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I had like a thought the other day and I with like just like the collective energy because I'm very like sensitive to picking up the energy and I feel like the world as a whole right now 
has like a very imbalanced or not that stable root chakra. Like everyone really needs to ground or, or people don't feel grounded right now or something. It's like big time. Yeah. Big time. It's, yeah. I want to say it's the lower three chakras in general. Yeah. Um, I've noticed something very commonly that many people don't actually develop past their solar plexus, which is the seat of the ego. Yeah. right so many people are living in ego and never finding a healthy relationship yeah. with it and so everything underneath is just imbalanced and it's not a bad thing it's not a good thing it just is it's the way it is and especially over the last year you're absolutely right everything has taken yeah. a complete and total 180 nobody's fully grounded right now yeah. so yeah okay so how can everyone find you and when is your dates for your next offering? Okay, so I just launched a new website, which yes. I'm so stoked about. It's been so long since I've had a website. Yeah. Um, so if you go to mindfulmagicmethod.com, you can go to my landing page. I also have a new, well, it's not a new ebook. It's a very improved ebook though, for free download right now, Guided by the Moon, which is a really awesome and practical guide to using the moon phases for your personal growth. You'll see that there. So just so you all know, you have access to it. But um, on my website, I also have a section where you can take a look at my up and coming programs. So I have taken the mindful magic method practitioner immersion and cut it up into two different parts. One part, which is launching just after spring equinox on March the 23rd, I have energy healing foundations and energy healing foundations is my baby <laughs> because it's basically a course that puts together everything that completely transformed my life from the beginning of my energy healing journey so it's a six-week certification and self-discovery course where you will receive a reiki level one attunement as well as a deep dive into the seven chakras and different practices that you can use in your day-to-day -day life and in your personal practice um and so I have six spots available for that. I wanted to keep the container small and it's all online. Um, and I'm really excited because it's for anyone that's ready to up-level their practice. If you are already in service, like if you're working as a social worker or a counselor, or if you're working with kids and, or even seniors and you want an additional tool to add to it. If you're someone that wants to get into energy healing, this is a great stepping stone. Um, and it's a great, investment in just yourself to have the opportunity to learn so i'm really excited about this one here i created a whole new manual for it and everything actually um and then i am offering astrology basics again i'm so excited um it's going to be launching on the new moon in gemini on june 10th and this is going to be an eight week di deep dive where we take the concept of the birth chart and we just break it down over the course of eight weeks and we go into everything that you studied yeah. um, but this time we're going to do it in a group setting so i will also have actually i'm going to do eight spots for that six spots for the six week eight spots for the eight week and applications are open for both you can read more about each of them on my website mindfulmagicmethod.com education and I'm always open to answer questions. If there are any about that, you can reach out to me on there as well too. And again, Instagram is always there at the mindful magic method. 
um sorry mindful magic method drop the the <laughs> and i think i think that's pretty much it to be honest okay. with you. everything else is pretty self-explanatory yeah okay. yeah yeah I love your website. It looks so good. It's yeah. And I saw the, I mean, I read the ebook before when you gave it to me and I did the program, but it's beautifully designed. Oh my gosh. I'm like just scrolling through it in awe. Cause I have like, I love the design stuff. So I'm like, oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I um, reconnected with a university friend of mine and she turns out she's also a cancer rising. Our cards <laughs> are almost identical, except she's an airy sun Capricorn moon. Okay. And like, we have just completely reconnected. She's like my soul sister. And she like was like, please let me do your website and your thing. So we've, it worked out so beautifully. It's exactly what I always envisioned. I'm so happy. Um, and thank you. That's a big compliment coming from you because I know you are very talented as well. You also helped me out with my graphics for a bit. So yes, that was fun. Yeah. Was fun. Yeah. So, um, Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. So fun to talk to you because I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. It was so cool to catch up and I'm grateful that you you chose me to be a part of your Piscean yeah Piscean collection for this part of the Yeah, I was going to start it with like Aries, but then I made my list and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to do it by birthday." But then I was like, no, I can't skip these two, like you and the other girl. I said, no, like I said, I need to interview them. So I'm like, we're starting in Pisces season. So I love yeah. It. I love it. I love it. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, this was super fun. Okay. So thank you for being here and everyone go look at the links in the, the show notes and check out Amanda and her program and get that free ebook too. So, okay. Amazing. Thank you. You're welcome. If you love today's episode, don't forget to share it with a friend or on Instagram and tag us at Be Mindful Studio and at Be Mindful Podcast. Also, if you have any questions or feedback or maybe an idea for an episode, don't be afraid to reach out on Instagram and send me a message. I'd love very much to stay in touch with you. Thank you again for your support and I will see you very, very soon in the next episode.